welcome to Rhetoric O-Rama, a podcast about all things rhetoric. Here are your hosts, Dr. David R. Dewberry and Dr. Tim, as seen on TV, McGee. I'm Dave. I'm Tim. And today we continue our third season of Rhetoric O-Rama by discussing the wonderful world of rhetoric. This season is on the rhetoric of X, where X equals a subject, a profession, a field, or a discourse community. Today's topic is the rhetoric of leaked sex tapes. This topic was suggested by Nick in New Jersey. Thanks, Nick. All right. Uh, Tim, how about you get us started with some untranslated Latin or Greek? Minimum malum, si neglectum, ad maximas portionas perveniat. Couldn't agree more, Tim. So, Tim, can you introduce us to the concept of the celebrity sex tape? Sure thing, Dave. Apparently, people have sex, okay? And they record it, usually with a tripod. That's the sex tape part. Now, the people having sex in the video, they're famous, or will be. That's the celebrity part. It makes sense to me, Tim. There's been a number of high-profile examples, especially with the advent of affordable home video recording equipment, which makes the aforementioned recording of sex within the grasp of the common people and, of course, celebrities. Now, Dave, I'm not sure if you're familiar, but the celebrity sex tape has become such a culturally significant genre that the prestigious Adult Video Network Annual Awards used to include a category for Best Celebrity Sex Video. However, the category was dropped in 2014. That's a sad day for America, Tim. And most of these celebrity sex tapes are described as leaked. This means that the people who made the tape lost control of the tape due to some breach in the tape's physical or digital security. And what about the, uh, the history of this rich rhetorical text, Tim? There may be ancient and prehistoric sex tapes. I just don't know, Dave. But I do know that, at least it's currently understood, most people say that the first leaked sex tape was in 1988 and involves Rob Lowe and two young women. Now, if I recall, the tape nearly destroyed Mr. Lowe's career, and it cost him dearly. Uh, namely, one of the teenager's mothers sued Lowe, uh, and this serves as a nice segue to our next section, the various types of celebrity sex tapes. That's right, Dave. Two scholars published an article in 2015, Opening Pandora's Box, Pleasure, Consent, and Consequence in the Production and Circulation of Celebrity Sex Videos, that identified six types or characteristics of celebrity sex tapes. The first is the expose or extortion attempts. This is when a video is leaked and some, uh, someone directly or indirectly affected tries to sue or get a settlement to get that money. Now, the Rob Lowe example we just mentioned is a nice example of this. The mother of one of the young women tried to sue for damages and there was a settlement, but the details are hush-hush. And there's also revenge porn, releasing footage to cause humiliation, and then there's the celebrity look-alike videos, uh, which features a video, uh, is a video featuring an adult performer who looks a lot like the celebrity. The last three are what most people think about when we think of the celebrity sex tape. There's the idea of the single participant exploitation. This is when one person releases a video without the other's con other person's consent or permission. There's the negotiated release, and here's where, uh, here's where the people featured in the video come to some agreement with whomever uh, may have or will release the video. Uh, Tim, you may know, Motley Crue drummer uh, Tommy Lee and his Baywatch uh, wife, Pamela Anderson, had their uh, videos stolen, and they sued to stop its release. 
but eventually signed a contract with the people who had the video so that everyone got a piece of the pie, so to speak, at least in a financial sense. The last one is self-exposure. This is more like a career move. The footage serves as a PR or public relations tactics if it has the permission of the people featured in the video. Now, the authors of Pandora's Box state that these categories are not mutually exclusive. Correct. Uh, Tim, uh, Tommy Lee and Pam Anderson's video is part uh, negotiated release, and as a result of that negotiation, it could be seen as self-promotion. And even though Tommy Lee and Pamela Anderson were pretty famous before the sex tapes were released... More fame and money is never enough, Dave. I've always said that. I bet Lee and Anderson were Dr. Feelgood about the deal. I do know that Tommy Lee was a real live wire. And if the deal fell through, I guess they'd be in the same old situation. If the deal fell through, Dave, they'd probably shout at the devil. Agreed, Tim. Now, there's one last key aspect that we should introduce, and that's the ethos of the celebrity sex tape. Now, Dave, I know many of our listeners may not be familiar with adult videos, so let me clue them in. Please do, Tim. Many of the purveyors of smut have elaborate productions with expensive cameras, extensive editing, and proper framing with massive lighting setups, makeup personnel, production assistants, key grips, and all that. The result is high-quality production. But celebrity sex tapes, and sex tapes by non-celebrities, project a different ethos to a more authentic aesthetic, which is characteristic, but characterized by basic cameras, such as a cell phone, Poor lighting, by which I mean normal lighting you have in your home that is not conducive to those big Hollywood productions. The celebrity sex ethos comes from this authenticity. It's like comparing a quick selfie to an elaborate photo shoot from a magazine cover. Bingo. Now, Tim, we reviewed the various types of celebrity sex tapes, which makes sense. But the common celebrity sex tape is characterized as being quote-unquote leaked, even when it's not leaked. That seems to be part of the sordid appeal of the celebrity sex tape. It's forbidden. We're not supposed to see it. Yes, Dave. Even if the celebrity sex tape is meant to be released by everyone involved, that's the category of self-exposure we mentioned earlier. It's typically not released with a massive publicity campaign similar to any of the Marvel or Top Gun movies. Rather, it is this private-public distinction that makes it, well, naughty and appealing. So even though it's not quote-unquote leaked, rhetorically speaking, it's always leaked because no one wants to say, hey, come see me have sex. Something like that. Such discursive con constructs also help separate celebrities having sex on tape from adult performers who have sex on tape. So this, I would think, can coincides with that uh, authentic aesthetic uh, you talked about earlier. Bingo. It all deals with the publicizing of the private. As one scholar writes... Happening at celebrity border zone, the mechanisms through which the ordinary person reaches celebrity status take place through a process of self-revelation, confession, and the public documentation of private life. This can be done by releasing a sex tape, or tweeting about the details of one's life, or posting seductive or alluring pictures. As another scholar explains, Often on sites such as Instagram, the discourse of the conventional celebrity sex tape are exploited by the insta-famous, who are skilled at using a visual lexicon that is informed by celebrity and which converges around tropes of the personal, amateur, pornographic, and self-representational. Now, if I'm following you, Tim, and I think I am, the idea here is that people on social media present themselves in such a way that is not too dissimilar from celebrities who use the sex tape platform, 
just not as graphic or extreme. And the scholarship on sex tapes seems to suggest that when celebrities or soon-to-be celebrities release a sex tape under the auspices of being leaked, that challenges traditional notions of celebrity. Explain, Tim. The traditional idea is that people become celebrities through merit or talent, but the sex tape has become the means by which careers are launched into the stratosphere. Popular examples of this include Paris Hilton and Kim Kardashian, although there are many others. Now, if I recall, there were rumors that each of these uh, examples you just mentioned was involved in the release of their tapes, which was conveniently leaked as each was about to debut some sort of uh, uh, debut on some sort of television, right? Uh, Paris Hilton had the Simple Life, and then there was the Keeping Up with the Kardashians, which would launch their careers. Correct, Dave. Both Hilton and Kardashian involved the courts in an effort to stop the public release of their videos, which suggests that they were serious about not wanting the world to see them doing that dirty, nasty, shameful deed. But there's also evidence that suggests both Hilton and Kardashian received advice, some say from the same exact person, that if they wanted to be celebrities, a sex tapes is the means to jumpstart one's way to stardom. And this is interesting, I think, uh, because Rob Lowe's sex tape had a significant negative impact on his career. The prevailing discourse around his work is that he used his existing celebrity status to get women to sleep with him on film but Hilton and Kardashian used their sex tape to start their career. So that makes me ask myself, does this suggest some significant difference between men and women with regard to the celebrity sex tape? Yes and no, Dave. The man featured in Kardashian's sex tape, Ray J, was already famous at the time, and he celebrated his role in it, but eventually his fame subsided while Kim's took off. Now it seems Ray J is is only known for the tape. Remember, this was back in 2007. Ancient news. And there are plenty of other male celebrities who've released sex tapes. There's the superstar wrestler Hulk Hogan, the demon-faced god of thunder who belched fire and spit blood past his gargantuan tongue, Gene Simmons, the bass guitarist of the rock band Kiss. And you can't forget Dustin Diamond, Screech from Saved by the Bell. And Kanye West apparently has uh, two now. As we noted earlier, it's not necessarily the best approach for a celebrity to flagrantly promote their sex tape. And that's why it's always framed as leaked when it might not be. Right. And this is especially true of women who are seen to be a victim in these situations compared to the men in the videos, which is rooted in that very patriarchal view of betting someone down. Especially when that someone is in the, at the doorway of stardom. And especially in a society where women's bodies are objectified and have a quote-unquote high commercial valuation that paradoxically lowers the value and subjectivity of women. That's a really good insight, Tim. And I think we should acknowledge that while the leaked sex tape might not truly be leaked, that perspective does a disservice to the subjugation of women. First, just because a celebrity makes a deal to benefit from the release of their stolen or acquired intimate videos does not mean they are not victims. There are numerous examples of celebrities who found themselves in a compromised situation and are truly hurt by it, but with no viable option to stop it, they might make a deal to ensure that they benefit at least to some degree. In effect, you're saying that the single participant exploitation type of tape, one in which one person releases a sex tape without the other's permission or consent, becomes a negotiated release by both parties. Bingo. 
Some have even called the non-consensual release of a sex tape a sex crime. In 2014, a number of people were able to access hundreds of celebrities, iCloud accounts which contained private and intimate photos that were later posted online for the world to see. I wonder if that had anything to do with the, uh, the uh, no longer using that category in the uh, awards ceremonies. But anyway. could, could well have. Uh, so this is good stuff, Tim. So how about this for the take-home point? Celebrity sex tapes are just one of the many ways in which the private becomes public in our society. But it is not the only way, although it might be the most vivid or lascivious way. The ramifications hit both men and women, but the experiences and costs are certainly different for each. And while many of these tapes can be coyly described as leaked, they may not truly be leaked. But regardless, the celebrities who take some part in the release of their tape may not be doing so completely willingly. Rather, they are compromised and make decisions to, as the cliche goes, make the best out of a bad situation. But this doesn't absolve those who seek to demean and humiliate others by exposing others' private lives. How's that, Tim? Nice work. All right, Tim, who's sponsoring this episode? Velcro implants. Any man who stores excess weight mostly around his waist knows well the challenge of keeping his pants up where they should be. While suspenders effectively solve the problem, some men feel they represent a surrender to obesity and old age. Simply fastening the belt more tightly doesn't work once a man's silhouette has taken on the geometry of a beach ball. And that's where Velcro implants come in. Surgically implanting strips of the hook side of Velcro on the hips and beneath the belly button allows the wearer to fasten trousers that are equipped with the loop side of Velcro in a way that is guaranteed to hold, thereby avoiding the humiliation of plumber's butt. That's Velcro implants for the latest in securing trousers for men with spherical physiques. I'm David R. Dewberry, and that's Tim as seen on TV McGee. We're professors of communication, and this has been rhetoric rama a podcast about all things rhetoric. If you have any questions or are looking for more information, you can contact us or consult your local library.